Recorded live. Hey, Kevin, you there? Hey, Chris, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good, good to chat. It's been too long, and uh, I guess that's what happens when you go a few years between records and get married and all that kind of stuff. So how are, <laughs> how is life? <laughs> oh, man, it's it's awesome. Just uh, Yeah, it's just been a, a whirlwind, it seems like, the last uh, little bit here for sure. Well, congrats on the new record. I love it. I've uh, been jamming to it uh, the last few days. And uh, in particular, wanted to do, I believe this will be our 10th song discussion over the years, which is pretty cool, uh, for my Behind the Song series. I've been doing it 11 years now and up to 924 songs I've written about. And um, Golly, that's a lot of songs. <laughs> yes, it is. And, uh, and your song, Nothing's Beyond Broken, really speaks to me. Um, I feel like I'm hearing you uh in the song uh which is always one of my favorite things about your music and uh and i know it's gonna have the ability to resonate with people dealing with some of those same uh questions i like that there's there's questions in the song and then there's also um some affirmation uh in the song and i'd love to hear a little bit about the songwriting process and message of nothing's being broken to you personally yeah definitely yeah it's well first it's just been uh it's definitely on a side note, yeah, I mean, it's been a crazy season. It's like I, I, which this is what all led up to that one song, but I mm. had worked on all this music, you know, still signed to Word Records, and, you know, I don't know if you know much about Word Records in the, the last year, but basically they got bought out by another record label, and then everyone at Word quit. <laughs> and yeah. so, like, the, the whole radio, I mean, everybody, I mean, pretty much virtually everybody quit the president. Um, and so it's, it's, which is why I haven't put out music. And it wasn't because I, I it wasn't because I wasn't making it. I mean, I, right, I've made right. 
you know, more songs than ever. And it just took, I mean, it, it just, uh, it was just not a good situation for really the artist. And so I, I'm the first one I've been trying for the last year to get out of my deal. And I'm the first one that's been able to do it. And mm-hmm. so literally the moment <laughs> that that, you know, we were, the moment that they said they were going to release me and we said, okay, here's the date from this moment on all the work I do is mine. I mm-hmm. literally was waking up. No, this is not even an exaggeration. I was waking up at four thirty in the morning working until midnight every single day until mm-hmm. I have this record done. And because mm-hmm. <laughs> like my whole career had been on hold. And so the first, um, some of these songs I had already written, but nothing's beyond broken was like, that was like, here's the song, you know, finally it's like, I can do whatever I want. I have no, I have no moat, like no agendas or anything. It was just like, make the song that I want to make, um, with the lyric that I want to have. And so, and so all that kind of led up to me recording this song, the, the way it's produced. I mean, I produced it, mixed it, played all the instruments, wrote it by myself. Um, and so I, I really poured into it. It took me, you know, a bit to write and work on this one song because I really wanted to get it just right. And, and you know, people will hear I have a couple lines throughout the songs, like a little, I say, Starry Night as a little, <laughs> and Water into Wine. I kind of throw out a little shout uh, yeah, out to my it. older, yeah, yeah, there's a little shout out to my older days. And, yeah. but, you know, what's funny is I, the lyric, it actually started with the music and I started thinking, what could I, what could this song say? And it had a little bit of um, darkness to the way I started producing it and the way, cause I kind of started recording it and writing it at the same time. So lyrically I immediately was like, okay, I've had this idea for a lyric for years and years and years. Basically when I wrote my song seven times 70, which is a, about me coming from a broken home situation and, you know, the parents divorce and all that. And then, you know, years later kind of going through that forgiveness and all that stuff. My dad said something to me the first day he heard it, which was an awkward moment. Uh, but I actually didn't show him the song and then it came out and he heard it the day the album came out and he texted me and he said, one of the things he said was God has the ability to take something that's broken and make it better, make it better than it was, you know, and I don't think a show went by when I would introduce that song and I would say that exact same thing that my dad texted me. I always just was Mm -hmm. like, wow, I mean, that's the gospel, you know, and, and so I've always said that and always wanted to write a song about nothing's beyond broken. And so that's, that was the, the groundwork of what I base that's what I based this entire song on. And, and, you know, just, there's so many, obviously there's a ton of, when you start kind of diving into it and I started wanting to dig a little deeper into the biblically, what it would talk about. I mean, it, I obviously was thought of a ton of the stories about how, you know, Jesus said he would not break a bruised reed and, and all these things. And, you know, he's, it's like, he can take a broken reed and make a flute out of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we're we are those broken reeds, and and he adds himself into it, and and it talks about the Bible. You know, he's able to reverse the years the locusts have eaten, and I, I I just think about you know 
when I'm sitting there, whether whatever state that I was in, you know, it's like I needed God, you know, to bring me into his divine image, you know, born into mm-hmm. sin. I'm, I'm needing him to make me better than when I first was made here on this earth, you know, and, and the only way to do that is to, you know, un, undo the nature of human sin that I'm born into and, and undoing the works of the devil. That was another one of my uh, favorite uh, mm. verses that I came across was in it, it said, um, the son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil, which then I started doing a little bit. Of course, the nerd side of me, I was like wanting to kind of look into the original Greek and I, I saw different translations and some of it, uh, another translation that says undo the works of the devil you know, and I'm thinking, man, the God, the goal is that basically that verse is saying the goal of God undoing the works of the devil is to change me from a sinner to a son of God. And I'm like, man, this song just, it was like the layers were just unfolding for me as I was digging and writing. And, and, um, it's just, uh, I, I don't know if you heard also the, the actual album version or the radio version. Both. I've heard both actually. Okay. I was going to say, cause I had I had to shorten it down a little bit for the radio version, which I ended up having to take out probably my favorite lyric in the whole song. But uh, but uh, yeah, I mean that's um, that's kind of that was basically where it came from. That's awesome. Um, I um, so I'll share the album version or whatever. I mean we'll figure out a way um, when I go to do the the write up. Um, a line from your chorus. Uh, that also resonated with me. Um, you know, if you can take a cross and resurrect something good, you can do the same for me. That's actually in the bridge. I'm sorry, in the bridge. And yeah, um, yeah. and something about that line that made me think of a verse that I love to to chew on relative to your song, and I feel like it goes with the verses of the song. Also, is is um, in the voice translation, it's like the new New King James. So like. Um, uh, a newer version of King James, and it's uh, Romans eight eleven. If the spirit of the one who resurrected Jesus from the dead lives inside of you, then you can be sure that he who raised him, and I love this language, will cast the light of life into your mortal bodies through the life-giving power of the spirit residing in you. And as I look at other lyrics in your song, you know, about there's a depression, I feel it pressing in my chest, and uh, when I'm wrestling with a failure in my failure in my life, uh, I I feel like what's so awesome about verses like that, and particularly that cast the light of life into your mortal bodies and through the life giving power of the Spirit residing inside of you, like that's why nothing's beyond broken. Like that's the why of the song, um, and I feel like you're capturing it again in your own, you know songwriter way uh, with a biblical lens. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on kind of how you'd like people to apply that, how it has spoken to you over the years in your ministry. Because our first two discussions were Starry Night and 7 Times 70, by the way. So you and I have been on this journey together from the beginning. And um, yeah, I'd love to hear how you, uh, how it's affected you and how you'd like it to affect others, that truth. Yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I mean, I love that you brought up Romans because uh, I was actually just, it's funny, I mentioned to my dad in the beginning of um, 
this just bring up seven times 70, what he said, he's, mm-hmm. he's kind of, uh, he did music, you know, before my parents split up and he, once they split up, he kind of stopped doing that. And, you know, real, you know, it was a, obviously a hard situation. The last thing on his mind was, you know, writing songs. Um, and so I, but nowadays, you know, I don't think a, every couple of days we talk, he hears every demo I write and, you know, we talk and, and he's a Christian. So I'll, I'll bring these ideas up to him and we'll go in depth, you know, on, you know, what this would mean and what maybe a good thing to say is. And we talked, when I was writing this song, we talked a ton about Romans and, you know, all throughout it. And so I, I do feel like throughout this whole song, you know, the book that I was most in the Bible that I was most heavily invested in while writing this was definitely Romans. So it's cool to hear that, you know, you heard that, you know, even though I don't necessarily quote verses, so to speak, you know, in the song uh, that you kind of got that. That's cool. Um, And so for, yeah, for me, I mean, it's funny. Like I, I'm, I'm as a songwriter, I'm always trying to play a little bit on words, obviously. And so I'm, you know, I say like, there's a depression. I feel it pressing in my chest. You know, I'm just kind of, playing on depression and pressing and, and that, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So I try to, I, I'm trying almost to present something that could be a hard situation for someone going through it. But I, I try to present it in a little bit of a lighthearted way. Um, mm-hmm. And to say, you know, to kind of welcome you say, yep, we've been there, you know, um, and then, but just at, at the, at the same time, quickly I'm I you know get to the thing where you know it's like how when I get to the part says you take death away who can do such a thing you know I I try to get there you know you're greater than the mess I'm in you're greater than these all these things and you know I right away from the first time when I started singing it I was like really trying to get in the chorus I was thinking man how how can I get there just right away and I was like what am I trying to say and I just was like you make the broken something better than it was. And and so for me, you know, even in the second verse, like you said, when I'm wrestling with a failure in my life, mm-hmm. you know, I, I obviously this last season of my life has definitely been difficult um, with, you know, in a career sense. I mean, I've, I've still, it's like, I'm still playing over a hundred shows a year, I'm st- but it's like not releasing music kind of affects Mm -hmm. the way that looks and being stuck in this thing where I, you know, even more than just a career side where I felt like, man, it's like God's put this call on my heart, this thing, you know, this love for music. And I'm, I'm not even being able to do it, you know, legally, I couldn't even do it. And I was like, this is the weirdest situation and feeling because I'm, you know, like, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't, like, I don't mind saying it's like I would have tears, you know, just mm-hmm. some nights just being like, how, why is this happening? You know, like, I, I just want to be able to put these songs out and write songs. And I mean, that's what I love doing more than anything. And so, yeah. you know, for me, you know, that's when I would say stuff like, there's a depression, I feel it pressing in my chest, you know, or when I'm wrestling with a failure in my life, it's like, that is literally me going, <laughs> man, I am at a low point right now. My heart hurts. I can feel it, you know, in my stomach, I can feel it. And, you know, there's times where I thought maybe I should just not do this anymore. Maybe I'll just go 
work at Home Depot. That's a fun place to be at, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I literally all these things I just would think about, uh, and and so, but that's that's in the middle of that is when I just had to remind myself. It's like, okay, I know this is a hard moment I'm in. I like there was part of me that was like, I don't see how this is going to work out, you know. When I, I mean, especially the label, you know, thing. It's like nobody's getting out of their deal. It was just like, I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel for me. And it was like, okay, I have to remember you're the one that, that literally turned the water into wine. You, you're the one. It's like, nobody had done that. You know, mm, <laughs> I mean, it, it's point. like, it, it, you know, when it happened, it was like, what in the world? You know, I mean, I'm sure at that point, nobody was like, you know, well, we know he can turn that into wine. He had, it, what, it hadn't been done yet, you know? <laughs> so it was like, it, it just, I just have to, it's like a reminder for me to say, God, like, I keep wanting to just say, he's like, blow my mind, you know? It's like, I, I it doesn't, it, I was like, sure, I'm going to, I know in the middle of this, I'm going to be surprised. I'm going to be swept off my feet, so to speak, you know, and then just be like, this is awesome. And so when, when all that happened, you know, of course, it did all end up, working out and I put this album out. I mean, it's, I wrote a whole thing and it was like, man, I, I, it's surreal to me. Even right now, I'm, I mean, you, this is the first interview or anything I've done for this record. I haven't talked to anybody about it or about this song or anything. And so it's like, I'm still in that moment where it's like, whoa, this is, it's out, you know, I've, and I've been working. I, the moment I got done making the music, I started doing the lyric videos. I had to make a website, you know, all the things that the label owned, I had to, figure out so i had to get online how to design website you know okay i'll mm. do it I, I designed the website uh, okay how to use after effects to make lyric videos okay subscribe to adobe get after effects make lyric videos okay how to make a promo video watch a million other artists promo videos okay now here's what you know <laughs> i'm literally shooting this doing this a hundred percent independent on my own and i spent no money and make i mixed the record recorded it wrote it you know, I paid for mastering and then the CD, a thousand CDs to get duplicated. And that was my overhead. <laughs> I mean, it was nothing. And so, um, but that's just what I was working with. I mean, I, it was, I, it's not that I necessarily wanted to do it or wasn't doing it out of pride. And so, you know, for me, um, definitely when I say there's a depression and I feel depressed in my chest, I was feeling it more than anybody when I was writing this song and thinking, and I, and I, honestly, I think I needed, I think God put this song in my life just, just to remind me personally, you know, if anyone else gets anything out of the song, man, that's awesome. I hope they do. And I hope it encourages them and is, is the same reminder, you know, but I know for me, it was like, my gosh, did I need that reminder? And I, and what you said, you know, it's my favorite line. Um, in the album version, say if if you can take a cross and resurrect up something good, if, if you know the one of the wor- no not one I mean the worst thing you know that humans have done, yeah. <laughs> it, it, uh, the uh, complete evil, if you can take that thing and make yeah. it something as beautiful as you did, you know it's like then who am I to say that in this little heart you know it makes it almost laughable when I look back and go. You know, man, if you took that, then then who am I to even sort of think that you can't turn this around right here? And so, yeah, that's that's kind of where I, how I have it in my own life. 
That's awesome. And that's that's very cool that I happen to pull out that line, which you said happens to only be in the album version. And it is interesting because I do have both versions, as I mentioned. So um, I had originally gotten the single version. And then when I listened to the full record, um, I did notice that the album version was a little bit longer. And um, I like um, that because I think we all deal with self-doubt, depression, anxiety, worry, in uh, in some level. Uh, and the last conversation you and I had, most, um, uh, and that was two and a half years ago, uh, let me just look it up when it was. He's still here. It was actually the last conversation you and I had. And what's cool is that kind of ties in with a continuation of a theme, you know, you and I have talked about before too, which is um, how, how do you um, live beyond your circumstances and have hope based on the promises we have from God and not just based on what we're seeing around us. And I love hearing that that really is the lesson you got out of this most recent season. So I'm going to tie it into your, your album called Seasons, um, yeah. which was, as you said, despite everything else in your life, I mean, getting married and all of that, uh, doing 100 shows a year, those would be the good things, the blessings, right? But you also had this valley, sadly, um, of this business of Christian music, um, which I'm going to probably just I'm going to use the word sanitize uh, some of what you shared with me um, in, in writing this up, because I think I, I appreciate you directly telling me all of it. Um, and, and we're partnering with you as an independent artist, which by the way, is the trend of what we're seeing um, in Christian music right now. We, we aren't really having the label partnerships we used to have. Um, but I think the more telling story uh, out of this conversation is, is God's plan for your music ministry getting out now through um, really your faithfulness uh, to this desire to keep making music for him, which was your original testimony. You know, you, you used to, you used to just, you used to make music and not for necessarily uh, based on your Christian worldview and your past, I guess it's going on a decade now um, has been marked by your, um, uh, your faith-based music. So thank you for staying resilient um, in that process and for allowing some of God's promises to shape and mold um, the messages of this new record. I feel like that is an example of um, living out the words of your song. Uh, Nothing's beyond broken. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and too, it's like, though I, I'm not even, I don't want anyone to think that I'm, you know, bitter about, Right. I, I love my time that I had at Worm Records was great. It was just most, it was like, I mean, they were going through a big transition. I mean, I, yeah. I, I totally understand it. I mean, they have like way too many artists that the staff can handle and it's craziness. I, I had actually the exact same thing happen to me, funny enough, um, when I was on the a mainstream label. I was on Geffen Records and they had a huge change where Jimmy Iovine brought in a whole new president and a whole new, ever, I mean, and it just, it shook the whole ground of the whole label and everything literally for a year was on hold. I mean, and that was even, that's a Geffen record. That's a huge label, you know? And so right. I, right when it happened, I was like, Oh man, I know this story, <laughs> you know, but it doesn't make it any less hard for the artist. You know, I'm not, no, no, no. you know, bitter at anybody. And, and I don't, you know, so uh, I'm not, 
at all trying to sound bitter. I just like, this is the season I was in. This is the feelings I had in my heart when I wrote that song. I mean, it was hard time and uh, I couldn't get anything done, but yeah. Do you know, have you met him in your travels? Have you ever met or talked to John McLaughlin? Yes. Um, yes, has I have. He I... Told you, has he ever told you his label story? Uh, I don't, I can't remember. I've, I only, I did a charity golf tournament with him and I mean, I got to hang with him. I mean, we were on a tour bus together for basically two nights going there and back. Um, and so we did talk quite a bit. I can't remember if we talked about the label stuff. Well, I mean, now that you have that in common, you guys could chat. Uh, so, <laughs> so he, um, I'm trying to look up which label it was. Um, he went through that process with, it was brutal. I mean, he, he was, his first couple of records were super successful, you know, and, yeah. and, um, you know, um, some of the songs just like totally resonated with people. And I remember I downloaded them when I first heard them, then he got dropped by, I'm going to say it's Island records. Um, so I think who it was, but I just, I'm looking it up. Um, and then he got kind of re-signed by Razor and Tie, which is sort of like a indie label. Yeah, oh, I know. That. I know Razor and Tie. Um, and his album that came out of that uh, was called Promising Promises. Um, and that song, Promising Promises, he and I had this kind of a conversation about, and it really was all about um, uh, having. Oh, he was no, he was Island. Yeah, Island Def Jam. Yep, so it was Island. Um, so he did Indiana. Okay, now forever if forever like those three records um and then then since then he's kind of had like this razor and tie kind of indie situation but that promising promises concept was based on kind of like the label not keeping its promises to to him you know as as an artist and and it is so it is sad because um to me the art is what I'm all about. You know, um, my testimonies, I was led to the Lord because of Jars of Clay's debut record. Um, so I was having one of these conversations yesterday with Kevin Max. Uh, uh, he now has a new indie record. It's called AWOL. It just came out, or it's coming out Friday. Um, so your record yeah. came out last week. His record's coming out this Friday. Um, he's gone through a similar journey uh, as, a, as a solo artist, for sure, um, where people aren't even sure what his genre is, you know? So um, I like that um, what I hear in your record, and I heard a, a bit of it on The Maker as well, is it's sort of like hearing you live, which I really like, um, which is your energy, uh, your musicality. Um, you, you just talked about that you produced it and did all the did all the um, instruments and all that. Um, and I remember hearing about that with um, one of Phil Collins' solo records, like he just did everything, you know? And so I, I love that you're kind of keeping that kind of artistry going. And obviously I'm here to keep supporting you uh, from the website as I've always done. And just as an aside, um, I've had to go back to being a volunteer for the website because again, the finances have dried up on our side as well. Um, Obviously there is a financial partnership with our website, but he couldn't afford to actually have staff anymore. Um, so for me, I'm doing it for ministry like I've always done um, and really just looking for the opportunity to continue to bless 
our partners um, and share the gospel, which is kind of my goal. But it's interesting how we're going through that same journey, and obviously that's not a coincidence. <laughs> it's somewhat related, uh, if you would yeah. if you were to say, um, to what we're seeing. But we've really become kind of a site trying to cater to the indie artist, if nothing else. So we're here for you. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, when I was talking to James, my manager, I mean, when right when he brought y'all up and, you know, say we were going to do one of these binding songs, I was so excited. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I was like, man, that's just – I was like, because we've done so many, and I'm like, man, it's yeah. just so awesome. So I definitely appreciate it. So, like, when – so, yeah, I guess we'll, like – when will this be out? So I just know like where well, I can like share it on all my stuff. Cause that's the other, I'll tell you this. The other oh, nice sure. thing about being independent is I feel like for the first time, like I, I just feel like I have this ownership of it. It's just so awesome. It's so like, and it's just, it's fun. Like oh. I'm doing, I'm kind of way more involved in all these little things. Like, you know, just all the analytic stuff and to see things. And I have access to these things now that you would think that the label would have wanted us to have access to some of the stuff. So we would know, like it would help my career, but we just didn't have it. Like they, and so I'm just like, man, this is so much fun. So I'm like being able to share things and do things and that I just wasn't able to do before, but I just want to make sure that when it is out that I, you know, get a little screen capture or whatnot, I can, share it, post the link and all that stuff. Yeah. So we have you featured as our artist of the month, which is of course the month that we're in. Um, I'm generally working a few weeks out. So right now I think I was planning on like July 5th, although I could try to see about moving my schedule around and doing it that last week of June. So one way or the other, it'll be in the next say three weeks. Um, yeah, no, no, yeah, that's yeah. all good. We're, we're gonna, we're going to Christian radio with it at the top of the month. Of Geo July, oh, okay. so oh, I mean, so that could be you know, a time. Well, what I, yeah, I say we're actually that's when we're first sending it to them, and then the technical ad date is mm-hmm. August tenth. Um, but of course, they could always add it before then, or never add oh. it, or whatever. <laughs> okay, um, well then it sounds like early July is good timing because then you'll have some quotes from me. Um, yeah, that feel free to use in your your promoing. Um, obviously, I'm kind of an established media. Um, presence that they've known radio's known about for years i see me quoted constantly um uh in that type of thing and it's funny yeah, well, like, we will I, definitely quote you <laughs> yeah and one of my big moments um um a, a teen came up to me one time and said did you know you're quoted over 600 times on wikipedia <laughs> I, was like, I was like, really? Uh, I really had no idea, which was kind of funny. Um, but what it is, is, as you said, like the business of Christian music was people updating artists' Wikipedia pages. And in, in there, and he was right. I actually went and looked and it was like Kevin Davis' new release uh, Tuesday, and now we're called new release today because of changing release dates to Fridays. Um, yeah, I'm all over the place. And that's great. I love that because that's kind of why I do this is to partner yeah. with artists and help tell their story, uh, help get um, people to know them, know their heartbeat behind their songs, uh, and pay it forward, right? Because that was my own uh, path to becoming a, a Christian, uh, was to, from hearing biblical messages and songs. And so I felt uh, led to do it myself for the ministry. And God has, has blessed it uh, immeasurably beyond what I could imagine, uh, because it's, it's his word that we're that we're both talking about, 
And when you do that, um, it doesn't return void. And that's the, that's the beauty of, of what you're doing. And uh, yeah, I love it. And we'll definitely keep this conversation going. In fact, um, I don't know if you have a next song you'd want to talk about for sure, but I felt like even the title track would be a good one to, as a follow-up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I'm kind of curious of what you think of that song because I actually wrote that song for my wife, but, mm. uh, but I had a, the radio guys were like, man, this should be a single. I was like, do y'all are y'all thinking it as a Christian song? I was like, maybe. I mean, I guess it. I when I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, maybe it could be. I just I didn't even think about that as I was writing it. Um, it, and I was like, it was like the first song I really sat down and wrote for Caitlin. And so, I and I did, was trying to do it as a surprise for her, but then she was like, you know, obviously my studio's in the house, so she's like, what is this that you're working on? I'm like, uh, it's your song. <laughs> but I mean, do you hear it in a in a Christian way? Um, well, no, I'm actually okay with the fact that it's not directly like a vertical song. It, it is a relational song, but I've been married over 20 years. Uh, I mean, I very yeah. much relate to it from that perspective. And my um, wedding anniversary is coming up, and I actually often do a relationship-focused song for my wife for my for my for this devotional series so that is actually the lens i was hearing it through as well um and i did one earlier this year um uh dan bremnis's song uh uh, brems i guess you pronounce it um going together have you heard that one he wrote that for his wife uh Uh, i haven't heard it i've heard of it i haven't heard it yet but um, yeah so i did and i did did one of these about that song so no i do that actually on a pretty regular basis um dave barnes and i have done a few of that kind of conversation yeah no i I have no box um, when it comes to my ministry. In fact, I think that's partly why it's continued on when everything else kind of seems to have changed. Um, because Cause it has I'm, real life in it. <laughs> exactly. I'm not listening to music through the box of, of is this radio. So as far as that goes, because I'm not a radio programmer, they might be right that radio may not play it, but we'll play it. We've got NRT radio. Absolutely, we'll play it, and I could yeah. absolutely well, do I'm, a song devotional about it. So, so that's my angle. But no, if you have a radio song you want to promote, certainly we can talk about that as well. So. No, I mean I, I'm all for doing that song because I mean I, I actually think it would be a good single. I, I mean I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, in the radio, the radio guys, the the two promo guys I'm working with, Matt Engel and Josh Lorich, is, I mean, they yeah. both brought that song up, and I was like. I'm like, that'd be so funny if that was a single because it's a love song. But I mean, I've had multiple love songs in the past where yeah. when I sing it, you know, you and I love news easy superhero, all these songs and people will at the shows, when I explain it, they go, Oh, that's a love song. Like that. It's like, they didn't know. I'm like, yeah, I didn't, I was, uh, and I have to think about the lyrics. I'm like, I guess, yeah, I guess it could, I, mean, I guess any love song could be a Christian song, so to speak. But, uh, well, but yeah, it's funny I mean, to show how things change over the years, though, because one of the songs I wanted to talk to you about from No Far Away was was Loving You Is Easy. <laughs> and um, and I didn't because at that time I was more focused specifically on vertical songs. Um, and yet, you know, here we are almost like full circle um, that yeah. I, I think I I well, and actually, you know what? Um, it, it, it all kind of depends on your perspective, right? Like, so for me, it's, it's about uh, real life, like you said. And, and so for me, 
anything that's confessional and that's real, that's kind of my heartbeat right now. And generally, um, those are the songs I'm, I'm featuring right now uh, for uh, my ministry, for do, doing these behind the scenes. Yeah. And yeah. that's my and, and I, about. Yeah, and I was going to say, I mean, it's like I remember back in the day I heard Seal say, someone asked him what that song, you know, Kiss from a Rose on a grave, whatever. He goes, like, what does that mean? He goes, whatever it means to you. You know, he's like, he didn't even want to tell, he didn't want to say what it meant to him because he's like, that's the beauty of music is. So, like, I am I love when people say, like, superhero for them is a Christian song. And I'm like, that's awesome. I mean, I totally agree. I mean, hey, take, if, if that's, how, if someone hears Seasons and that's their song with God, I'm like, hey, I, I love it. Like, I, I, it doesn't matter doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I love it. I love that music can do that mean different things to different people. No doubt. And, and yeah, like I said, if you uh, take a look on the site of my interview with Dan about going together, it's the same style of song. And um, it's one of my top songs of the year uh, because what I like is that it is real. You know, it's, it's real yeah. life. Um, uh, I guess on some weird level, he's kind of like a, because uh, he got dropped by um, Capital. Capital, <laughs> yeah. Been on a, he's been on a journey, and I guess he, I guess he's sort of with Curbs now. Um, although oh, yeah. he really, he really has kind of an indie sound. I feel like he made the record indie, and then Curb just sort of is marketing it or whatever. You know, I don't really yeah. know. So, but yeah, he got featured as one of those pre-jam artists on Winter Jam, like you did oh, back yeah. in the day. Yep. Yeah. So same idea. But uh, yeah, no. I'd like uh, our uh, area to be one of your hundred shows a year. So let's stay in touch and figure that out. And then yeah, I will um, officially get that date um, over to James. Um, but like I said, I think it's around July fifth is what I was targeting. So like that week yeah, after and, and that, of July. And hey, I mean, I, I'm literally even the the way I'm doing shows now is it's all changing. I mean, I'm being way more strategic and like going, this is the market. And even if I've literally promoted a couple shows by myself and it's actually gone mm-hmm. really well. And so, I mean, I'll definitely, you know, where are you at? I can't remember. Outside of Philly. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. I was, I was like, I remember it being, you know, Northeast somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it's like, to me, it, do you know of a good venue? Like, you know, like, do you have any, do you have to have any connections or who I can reach out to or a church? I don't, I, you know, I'm, yeah, basically I mean, what my, I'm doing is. My church, my church seats about 400. Um, That's perfect. So, so we've had, so I've booked, um, how many now? Um, 14 shows at my church over the years. Um, so I've had Sarah Groves in, I had Bebo Norman in before he retired. Uh, I've had JJ Heller, like a lot of like what you do, singer songwriter style, like that's kind of what, what we go for as well. How far so, outside of Philly is it? We're about an hour North of it. So some people, if you can get a decent flight into the Lehigh Valley airport, it's actually even a little bit closer to that. Uh, but my church is in a town called Quakertown. Um, yep. which is, uh, which is, um, like I said, about an hour North of Philly. So if you have nice. other events you're doing in that Northeast corridor and you're looking for something in like the suburbs, that's what we are. We're sort of a suburbs of Philly. Um, I think we've, we've got the kind of audience that would resonate with what you're doing. 
Awesome. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be uh, maybe hitting you up about that because we're, we're kind of looking at like fall and spring right now, like trying to figure out what does it look like. And we're waiting to get, obviously, you know, the album just came out. We're waiting to kind of give it a month or two to see what the numbers are looking like and where it's resonating on the different, you know, yeah. media, like all the different, you know, album sales and streaming and look at who's, you know, what stations pick it up and all that junk. And then we'll kind of go from there. But I, I definitely want to get, you know, I actually already just from looking at my Spotify stuff, it's like I noticed right away that one of my biggest market areas in Northeast, it's all throughout the Northeast. And I'm like, man, I do not get up there enough. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely got yeah. it that way. Well, let me know. I mean, I'm the one who actually is the promoter and um, works with, with my uh, team at my church. And I, I was actually named um, the family ministry deacon at my church recently. Um, we're a, we're a Calvary chapel. So kind of non-denominational uh, uh, teach through the Bible um, verse by verse style. And what's cool is um uh, family ministry, part of my uh, ministry area is is booking concerts. <laughs> so so uh, one of the things I do is as I talk to artists like you, and I know you would bless, you know, um, my congregation, we try to figure out ways to make that happen. So, um, you know, obviously not make you travel just for one show, but if we can be part of a, a string of shows you're looking to do, you know, keep us in mind. All right. Yeah, we, I definitely will. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, Chris, all the best uh, in this new season for you. And, uh, yeah, let's keep this conversation going, and uh, we'll do what we can to keep promoting your record. I'm sure we're working on a review. Um, It could even be me. I haven't uh, been told that either way. Uh, And one of the things I can do for you, uh, in conjunction with once this article's done, is almost do like a um, retrospective of our nine of these conversations we've done together over the years, uh, kind of piece them together and kind of do like a Chris August refresher. Um, I think that would be a nice way to also kind of promote your new record. And there's other things I'm sure we can, we can do (laughs) as well, but uh, looking forward to, looking forward to writing it up and, uh, and us chatting again at some point. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your hard work, Kevin. It, It definitely means a lot. You're welcome, Chris. Well, hey, great. I'm 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 honored to have been your first interview about your new record. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I hope I don't jack this up. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's perfect. And and as I said, I I've got plenty of content to work from to uh, create a piece that really gives your heart and your um your lens, your biblical lens uh, in writing the song. And look forward to doing that. All right. Well, thanks, Kevin. Man, have an awesome day. You too, Chris. Talk again soon. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.